Hey friends, it's Andy. Welcome to our new show, Accelerate Expresso. Look, I mean, I know you're busy, and it's hard to keep up with all six of the great episodes we publish each week. So, with this show, Accelerate Expresso, we're going to deliver highlights from each episode from the previous week. And in the process, give you short, delicious shots of insight from a show you might have missed, and to help amp you up for the coming week. Now, before we jump into it, please remember to visit iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, leave a review, please, for Accelerate. We need your feedback to ensure that we keep delivering the high levels of value you expect. Okay, let's express it. On Monday, in episode 533, Andy spoke with Robert Kohler, Director of Consulting at Topo. They discussed the lack of correlation between the sales stack and the productivity of the individual contributor. That's a great point. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out going forward, Andy. Um, it's a great point that you bring up, and I'm in agreement with the issue there. Um, I don't necessarily see the immediate solution on the horizon. Where, where I see the issues, I've had many conversations with um, global VPs of sales operations at Fortune 300 companies, mm -hmm. and they'll talk about the fact that what's happened is they now have 100 or 200 sales tools. Now, we can quibble about whether they're categorizing them in the sure. right way, right. but the, the point is valid is that they have way too many tools. In the last couple of years, what they've really worked to do is find out what are the ones that the sellers are really using and get them down to the top 15 or 20. And even then, they're challenged to do so. And yet, most of those tools are about improving seller productivity rather than um, increasing buyer productivity or um, accelerating the buyer's knowledge so that they can make a decision that's the right thing for their business. On Tuesday, episode 534, Andy spoke with Anthony Inarino, best-selling author with his new book, The Lost Art of Closing, Winning the Ten Commitments That Drive Sales. He joins Andy for the fourth time. They discuss the buying process and the sales process and if they run parallel. Anthony covers how the salesperson can help the buyer discover their buying process, including stakeholders, and how the sales rep must learn to serve them where they are. The only thing I'll say about that is a lot of buyers don't really have a process. They don't. Well, that's the point I was going to get to is, <laughs> is, is for most products, and this is the thing that sort of, sort of gets me because you hear people talk with certainty about, you know, make, understanding the buyer's, buyer's process and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay, you could be selling a certain, you know, complex piece of, of software, let's say, that, that uh, you know, they may buy once every five years. They don't have a process for that. Right. There's and, no reason if, for them to have invested the time to have a process for that because it's not something they repeat. And if they do, they think, well, the salesperson will come in and they'll ask some questions and we'll get a proposal from them and then we'll look at a couple and decide. And that process doesn't serve them. And they don't really know, like, wait, you should collaborate. We should probably talk to some people and make sure that it's going to be tied very tightly to the outcomes you need. We should probably bring in the people that care about this so that they can get what they want and we make sure that they can execute. I mean, there's a number of conversations we should probably have. And, and I think that a lot of the customer buying journey stuff is really good. But I think it's important to remember that the, the, the customer actually is the map. And you have to look at that and say, okay, how do I help this person where they are right now with what they need right now? And it may not be in boxes on a PowerPoint deck. 
it may be something different that you have to do. And if you sort of understand how to serve them or you think that way, how do I serve them where they are? It's super helpful in, in, in moving them forward and helping them get what they really want. On Wednesday at episode 535, Andy spoke with Stephen Shapiro, Hall of Fame speaker and author of books including Best Practices Are Stupid, 40 Ways to Out-Innovate the Competition. They discussed thinking outside the box. Don't think outside the box. Find a better box. Don't think in abstracts. Focus on the right place to look for solutions. Stephen tells about getting baggage and passengers to arrive at the baggage carousel at the same time and how this illustrates the current issue. Yeah, and it's it, you know it, it, coming back to that, don't think outside the box. The, the problem with thinking outside the box is the more abstract the problem you are solving, the more the the fluffier the solutions you get, and usually the lower quality and the lower relevancy. Mm-hmm. So when you change the but the the issue isn't that you need to think broader. The problem is we're looking in the wrong place. Uh, can I give you a quick story on that, which I just think is so sure, it's, absolutely. It's, it's so powerful. Uh, and when you hear it, people are like, oh, oh wow, that's like, like crazy. So short version of the story. Airport had a problem with this baggage claim, took way too long. Uh, basically, on average, it took 15 to 20 minutes for the bags to get from the plane to the baggage carousel. So they decided to fix the problem. How do we speed up the bags? And they went off and spent a ton of money on faster conveyor belts, more baggage handlers, newer technology. And they got it from 15 to 20 minutes down to 8 to 10 minutes. And okay. so that's pretty good. I mean, if you look at it and you improve something by 50%, you're going to say that's a success. But they asked the passengers of the airport, are you happy now? And the passengers still felt that was too long. So they knew they couldn't really go any faster. It just cost them so much money to get to that point. And then they had what I like to call an epiphany. They realized it took the bags eight to 10 minutes to get from the plane to the baggage carousel, but the passengers at this particular airport only took one to three minutes to get from the plane to the baggage carousel. So instead of speeding up the bags, what do you think they did? Passengers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They literally reconfigured the airport so it would take on average eight to 10 minutes to get from the plane to the baggage carousel. Their bags are waiting. And so I love this as just a very simple example because we confuse. The speed of bags with wait time, right? they're not the same thing. And I always like to say, look, if you spend your entire life trying to speed up bags, you will never think to slow down the passengers. And this is the biggest issue, is it's not that we need to broaden our thinking. We're just looking in the wrong place for solutions. On Thursday, episode 536, Andy spoke with Sabrina Atienza, founder and CEO of Chorus.io. They discussed SDR churn as an industry problem and getting a rep to success faster by reducing onboarding time and how that's going to be a morale booster. Yeah, I think one of the areas that is sometimes underinvested in is reducing onboarding time so that people get success faster, which is like it's it's highly encouraging in terms of morale if you know you're experiencing a lot of success and customers are interested sooner rather than later. Um, I don't know if that's the silver bullet answer, but there are studies showing correlation. You know, if you reduce the onboarding time, then churn also decreases just because people are experiencing success faster and therefore don't necessarily want to leave sooner anymore. Um, that's one thing that I think companies can at least take action on today. And so if you were able to slash your onboarding time in half, besides the very obvious benefits to top line revenue, there's also this other anticipated consequence around 
just helping people experience success faster and be excited to work there and therefore stay longer. Episode 537, Friday, Bridget Gleason, VP of Sales at Lodge.io and the regular partner for Frontline Fridays. Do you think, Andy, that those discussions are not happening or they're just or they're not happening? Well, they're not on those forums. I'm just looking. I'm just taking a public example. In this case, it's one called Modern Sales Pros, which has some great questions people are asking about. I said process technology, compensation, you know, territory, division, so on. But but you know, isn't Modern Sales Pros also really a sales ops channel? Like well, somewhat, I always somewhat, but I look at the titles and, of the people that are contributing, and yeah, you know, it's VPs of sales and director of sales and so on. And it's I just find it sort of curious, you know, because we've got this. You know, there's another thing that was really interesting in, in the another sort of gap that I found really curious in, in Colvin's book is he talks about that. Oh, it's a quote from, I think, somebody, a senior level person at Oracle saying that, you know, the skill to be most in demand is going to be empathy. Mm. And, uh, What's the exact quote? Okay, the exact quote here is, empathy is the critical 21st century skill. That was an Oracle Group Vice President, Meg Baer, said that. Mm. And yet the research is showing that it's research has sort of been done continuously since 1979. They uh, survey like 14,000 college students, I think, each year. And, <laughs> and what they found is the amount of empathy is actually declining <laughs> in, the popul- in the studied population year over year. And so, you know, again, it's fascinated by, and I believe what, what Colvin says in his book, I, I subscribe to that, uh, as you and I, as you probably know from our conversations, but, but, you know, we're coming into this environment where empathy is going to be a really high, more highly valued skill. And yet our population of, of people coming into our workforce has less of it. I think that to me, that sounds like good news. Oh yeah. I think Well, for me, for me, for me, that empathy is going to be so highly valued. Oh, it's yeah, it's great for you, but it's as you as a sales VP. Yeah, it's a little problematic because it's the skill that that your salespeople are going to need. Yet it's the one that they have, you know, seemingly year over year have less of. Partly, you know, it's not entirely driven by you know preoccupation with our our screens, even though that's part of it. But it started declining. Hey, when you were in college. Well, I I think there are other studies that just from a very, uh, this may be somewhat of a generalization, but. That's what we traffic in here. I know that is what we traffic in, is that women tend to be more empathetic. Oh, absolutely. And there is a lack of women in sales. That's especially sales leadership. So for me, I think that this could be then just one angle that I think about is, gosh, if empathy being a very important factor, being definitely very important in sales, being a skill that's important, it may start to attract more women. And I think one of the reasons, and you and I may have talked about this before on a show, that Women don't choose to go into sales. It's not that they won't be good at it, but there is the language, the terminology, mm. the kind of bro culture. Yeah, it's so much. Women just 
they don't want to be in it. But if it's if the tide starts to turn and it really does require a set of skills that and become more and more emphasized because of technology or whatever, that the trend is that, that empathy is just highly desired and uh, translates into, let's say, success. I could see being a draw for more women into the field. And, you know, I, I love being in sales and I would love to see more women get into it. I also understand why in many of the cultures they don't want to go get into it. Sure. So that's it, friends. Another excellent week of Accelerate, the world's best sales podcast. Please take 30 seconds right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. I personally want to know what I can do to make this an even more valuable resource for you. For our regular listeners, I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. For everyone else, we'll see you again back here next week. Until then, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.